time now is quarter past 11 and on the line I have got Chantelle Blokdake. She is the program coordinator of Parent Talk, the unspoken epidemic of children and pornography. And this is part of the Center Against Sexual Exploitation South Africa or Case SA. Good morning, Chantelle, and welcome to Radio Halderberg. Good morning, Vanessa. Thank you for having me. It's a huge pleasure. We're almost at the end of 16 days of activism against violence against women and children. But this is a conversation that needs to continue every single day of the year here in South Africa. And uh, I think to understand a little bit more, let's start at the beginning. What is the Center Against Sexual Exploitation South Africa, or simply put, Case SA? Yes, so we are a collaboration of people mm-hmm. it's a, a movement really that is started a center that was started by Cause for justice which is a human rights organization in cape town and our goal is really to create awareness in civil society about how all forms of sexual exploitation are connected mm-hmm. and then to offer support so we offer resources and support on our website and really connect people. We just loaded yesterday, um, as an example, a list of trusted service providers around South Africa mm-hmm. um, that can help in different areas of sexuality. Okay. And how big of an issue is GBV in South Africa? We hear about it on the news. Um, we chat about it here and there. But how big is this issue really? Yeah, it is very big. It's it, You know, the reality is it's big all over the world. Mm-hmm. But because of our circumstances, and there's so many uh, variables in our diverse um, climate here in South Africa to mention right now, but there are so many factors that make South Africa vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it happens to be more of an issue here because I, I suppose more people are experiencing it that that are never talking about it again and so it just keeps you know when it's shoved Mm. under the carpet it just keeps Mm. growing and Um, I think I think there are a lot of people that don't talk about it so you don't know about them as well yes okay well I think it's also you know it's my personal opinion that we've got so much um, we've got so much to struggle against and struggle mm. for in South Africa. There's, there's so many people um, that have such challenging circumstances every day. It's almost we're on survival mode. Mm. So I feel like, you know, the sexual crimes sort of get pushed to the back of the list because it's just like I'm just surviving and, and putting food on the table, mm. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Is there one single cause for gender-based violence or are there several causes? Well, we believe there is one root cause for 99% of it, mm-hmm. um, which is pornography today, okay. but it manifests in different ways. And and because the, the influence of the porn culture all around us has sort of desensitized a lot of people, mm-hmm. it's very difficult for people to connect the dots. And that's something that I'm very passionate about doing, is we're connecting the dots. Say, for instance... I know a big one is alcohol. People mm-hmm. like to blame alcohol for gender-based violence. Mm-hmm. Um, they like to blame alcohol. But the truth is that alcohol, all it does really is it lowers inhibition. Yeah. And it showcases what someone really believes. So if somebody has been watching pornography for a period of time, whether it's an addiction or just really what they think is entertainment, what they're watching Um, as we see studies coming out that 88% of pornography today depicts violence against women. Mm. 
either verbally or physically. So if they're exposed to that and they're influenced by that and they have a couple too much, you know, a couple too many beers, they have too much to drink, those, those true feelings that are normally hidden, you know, yeah. because of, you know, um, being being proper, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> they come out. Yeah. And often that behavior also manifests. So it's really for us to dig a bit deeper and not take things just as face value, but to think, okay, why are these things happening? Do you, be- yeah. Do you believe that this is one of the driving forces behind the gender-based violence and not just a, and not just a cause, but also a, a driving force? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it's really cause and effect, you know? I see. And, um, I, and we, I mean, uh, yeah. I was going to say, how, many, how much money does someone pay? How much money does BMW pay mm-hmm. to, to have an ad mm-hmm. on television? I mean, it's thousands of rand for what, mm-hmm. like 10 second yeah. TV ads for, for any big product out there. It's because they know that visual content has power yeah. to change minds. People don't just wake up on a random Thursday morning and think, I'm going to buy myself a BMW today. <laughs> you yeah, know? true. So we've got to have the same rules for pornography. Yeah, absolutely. I'm speaking to Chantal Blockdeg, Program Coordinator of Parent Talk, The Unspoken Epidemic of Children and Pornography. Chantel, for a, moving towards sort of like a reparation solution-based um, conversation, what can victims of GBV do? They can ask for help. Mm. You know, they can speak up. They can know that they, they have nothing to be ashamed about. Um, they are a victim of something. They made no choice, you know, um, to hurt themselves in that way. And so just to lay down the shame and to ask for help, um, anybody that you trust, there are many, many um, helpful and resourceful people in South Africa that are willing to lend an ear and lend a hand, and you've just got to find those people. Um, you know, I think that that's really, really key. Absolutely. To just asking for help. Yeah. yeah. The first step is, is asking for help. Yes, absolutely. What can those who commit... Mm, this is a this is a question, and I think it's a question... I've had quite a couple of conversations over the last, gosh, let's say two months here on this show in particular um, about gender-based violence. And uh, I must say this is the first time this question has come to the fore. But what can those who commit gender-based violence do to help themselves? Because my, my, my first thought is, is somebody who commits it sometimes doesn't think that they are committing gender-based violence. Yes. Well, you know, it all comes down to permission-giving thoughts. Mm. And like I said earlier, it's beginning in the mind. And that's what I feel so frustrated about South Africa is that we as a nation need to stop um, uh, normalizing the unacceptable. Mm. There's some some things that are just unacceptable. And and for those who are committing gender-based violence, they have been brought to this place that they have accepted the unacceptable. And perhaps no fault of their own, you know, a lot of perpetrators were once victims. Mm. A lot of them. Mm. A lot of men have been hurt in this country. And so a lot of men have pain that they are now dealing with in very destructive ways, but they also need help. Mm. Um, I'm not, you know, they need justice, but they also need help. And so it's really, I mean, just the last few years, we've seen some cases in South Africa that were absolutely heart-wrenching and shocking 
absolutely shocking what, what, what people are doing to children. It's shocking. Yeah, no, it is. And people, people are so freaked out. They don't want to even talk about it, never mind think about it, never conceive how this can happen. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you why it happens is because minds and hearts are being influenced and changed by the abusive narrative of pornography. Mm-hmm. And so we can't just, you know, crucify these men and not ask ourselves, what brought them to this place? Yeah. And it, so if anyone's listening today and you have done something that you regret and you have hurt another person in this way, I would encourage you from the bottom of my heart to get help because mm-hmm. you are also hurting and you also need help. Yeah. You also need help. Absolutely. I think that that is the, that is the key is that, um, you know, the help is there. And if you know that you've done it to find, to seek out that help. And also, once again, I suppose just as, um, victims of gender based violence shouldn't, um, act or shouldn't feel ashamed to ask for the help, it's the same for the perpetrator, do you think? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And obviously, there will be, You know, shame shame is something that seems to always be in the room of sexual violence and Mm. and sexual abuse. It's always lurking there. Um, And I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful that we're living in a time that people are more open to talk about this. Mm. Um, I just wish that they would talk, that we would start to, what my hope is that we will start to talk about it more in in the correct way, in more Mm. of a scientific way. Um, there's a lot of opinions out there, mm. but science needs to at some point come into into play. Chantal, how can communities stand up against gender-based violence in South Africa? And if anybody listening now would like to get hold of or make contact with CASE, how can they do that? They can really, like I said earlier, they can really start to talk about it. And they can really start to um, speak to their friends and their family, their community that they trust, obviously trustworthy people. Um, and again, not standing up for something that you know is not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you people really keep to their own generally in South Africa. Um, I mean, I heard a terrible report the other day of a father that physically abused his own son in a school and all the other parents just stood there and watched. No one said anything. And it's it's sort of like a picture of our country, isn't it? Like mm. people just stay yeah. on their own because we're on survival mode, we're on self-preservation mode. Everybody's there's like obviously a massive element of fear that we that we've got to overcome in South Africa. So everyone just sort of just sticks to their own. But we need to start moving out of this into those spaces and say, you know what, we really are truly a rainbow nation when we actually say, please, that's not okay that you hurt your child mm, like that. Because if he's doing it in public, can you only imagine what he's doing in private? Yeah, absolutely. It's a very, very, very... Um heartbreaking thing to hear um, that somebody goes to that degree that if they're doing it in public I quite agree with you there Chantal how can people get hold of CASE if they are listening so it's casesa.org that's our website my specific role in terms of our online course which is a support a supportive role in the lives of parents today um, you can get our online course on unspokenepidemic.co.za it's unspokenepidemic.co.za and on that website is the course that I'm managing it is the the parent talk um, and it really is a phenomenal resource it was put together last year and it's got everything that a parent needs mm. to protect their children in this digital age and to educate and empower and of course it is very much in line with raising a generation that will veer away from gender-based violence.
And I think that's what uh, that's what we hope for and we pray for and what organizations um, like yours and everyday people um, are working towards. Chantal Blockdeck, uh, Program Coordinator of Parent Talk, the Unspoken Epidemic of Children and Pornography. Thank you so much for your time this morning um, and this informative discussion. Thank you, Vanessa. I appreciate your time too. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.